Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, is, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work For Him Zone. I hope you're never the same. Every day on the I Work For Him show, it's our desire to challenge the way you think about your faith and work. But today we're going to take a little sideline. We're not really stepping away from workplace. We're just changing what the workplace looks like. We're going back to school. Part two of our Step Up for Students series that we did a couple months ago with Ron Matus. And we're going to talk about today a community perspective on the impact of Step Up for Students and how churches and Christ followers can get involved, not just business owners, but churches. And then what is the impact? impact on their community. So we've got Ron Matus with Step Up for Students join us. And in just a moment, Pastor Sykes from Bethel Community Baptist Church will be joining us. We, he's hit every light on his way from St. Pete coming here to the studio. So he'll be joining us in just a second. But before we go to either of these guys, a verse from James. James 1, 27. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this. To look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. But Psalm 68.5 also says this, A father to the fatherless, a defender of widows, is God in his holy dwelling. I thought because we're dealing with Step Up for Students, which is really for those people that have no chance of ever going to a, a private school, this is taking care of those widows, the fatherless, those that the, we, you call them, you don't call them underprivileged. What, what is the word that you used? I use the term, quote unquote, disadvantaged. Disadvantaged. We don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. They're just talking about people 
pull your mic just a little bit closer. Yes, we don't want to talk about hurt people's feelings, but we're really talking about there are people out there that never could afford to go to private school, and Step Up for Students is designed to help help people have a choice of go to public school or get a scholarship into a private school. And that's what Step Up for Students is all about. Ron Matus, welcome back to the I Work For Him program. Thanks for having me back. So let's just talk a little bit about the basics of Step Up for Students. What is it about? Oh, oh wait, wait, before I do that. Now, when you were in the studio a couple of months ago, I gave you a copy of the Book of John. So we're going to put that right here on the air because we've done a couple of shows on Step Up for Students. Can I get your commitment that you'll actually read the Book of John for me? Yes, sir. I will read it. All right, good. Now we've got that recorded. We're good to go. Ivan, I'd like a copy <laughs> that just broken out in a little piece of sent me on email. Okay. All right. So let's just talk about the ba- You could throw something at me later, but not when we're on the air. Let's talk about Step Up for Students, the whole point behind it. Sure. Um, well, Step Up for Students is a, a nonprofit, and our whole mission is to um, expand educational opportunities for quote-unquote disadvantaged children. And um, what we believe is that the more educational options there are, uh, the more opportunities there will be for more parents to find what works for more kids. And so we do that by administering two different scholarship programs. Uh, the first one is the Florida Tax Credit Scholarship Program. Um, that's the one that allows low-income students to attend private schools, if that's what they want to do, and that's what their parents want them to do. Um, that program has been around for 14 years now, and this year it's serving 70,000 students uh, across the state. Including that's fantastic. That's a lot of kids. It is It is awesome. And, then and that's, from, that's from Pensacola to Key West. I mean, you're talking 70,000 kids across the state, that's all 16 r- hours of driving. That's right, right. And and I I would suspect four or five thousand in the Tampa Bay area alone. That's a lot. That is a ton of kids. And that, and the number's been growing, you know, uh pretty quick over the past few years. We also administer a second scholarship program. Well, let me just stop there so we don't oh, sure. confuse people. Because really the biggest thing about Step Up for Students is that people don't know it's out there. I mean, that's why I wanted to bring you back out here. This is something that services the community. It, it, people, there's, there's ways that are funding. We'll talk about the funding ways in a minute. But this scholarship is available for those people under a certain economic threshold, a, right. a household income threshold. They get an opportunity to get a scholarship into schools. And you said there were out of 2,300 private schools in the state of Florida, there's about 1,500 that participate. So there's right. 800 that don't participate. We're going to ask that question why they don't later. Sure. And, and you said 80% of those schools that participate are faith-based schools. Not all of them Christian-based schools, a couple of them that are not. But there's a large majority of those schools that are really Christ-centered schools. They're Christian schools, as you, as you would call them. But a lot of people don't know that this scholarship's even available. So we're on the air today telling people, hey, this is available. This scholarship can make a huge impact in your church. But there's people out there that really could use, they've got kids that could use the attention that they would get in a private school, but they don't know about it. They don't know uh, that it's even available. That, that's absolutely right. I mean, we have an amazing marketing department. I mean, they are so creative in finding all kinds of different ways to reach the folks who could benefit from the scholarship. But there still are lots of pockets of people, and I meet them all the time, who don't know that this option is out there and that could better, you know, better the lives for their children and, uh, and themselves. And, you know, I love that you're talking about this uh, program uh, here today because I think the more we talk about it, the more people will hear about it, and the more families and parents can benefit from it. Well, it's amazing to me. We got, we got about 20 million people that live here in Florida, and only 70,000. How many kids are in school in Florida? 
About 2.7 million in public schools. Okay, 2. You count 7 everybody, million. it's about 3 million. Okay. Well, okay. So 3 million kids in school and only 70,000 getting the scholarship. How many scholarships could you guys afford to give? Well, we max out every year. Do you? 70, so you 000. give it away as much as you can? Yes, sir. Well, you're a nonprofit, so you can't make a profit, but you could still have money left over that doesn't get used. Well, we try to spend every bit that we can on That's scholarships. Fantastic. That's the whole point of the program right? is to give as many kids as possible this opportunity to explore options. So, so it's not to pay for that Maserati that you drove up in? I'm kidding. <laughs> he drove up in a very conservative car. It's a Toyota Camry. I mean, it's, is that what it was? Uh, it's a Corolla. Corolla. It's a Corolla. It's not even a Camry. Very, very conservative. All right. Pastor Sykes has been able to join us. He hit every light on his way up from St. Pete. That's what I told everybody, Pastor Sykes. So thanks, thanks for joining us on the I Work For Him radio program today. Sure thing. Good to be here. You know, what? one of the reasons I brought Ron back is I really wanted to get the community perspective on the impact that Step Up For Students is having in the, in the churches. And, and he said that you were a big proponent and that it was that you could speak to the impact that it was making even on your church community at Bethel Community Baptist Church. And so I, I love the fact that you came on. I really appreciate it. Sure. <laughs> Sorry we had a little miscommunication on the time thing, but Not a problem. I'm sure that drive up from South St. Pete to here was just fantastic. Oh, yeah. I was in my helicopter, you know, <laughs> sponsored by Step Up for Students, you know, landing pad, everything worked just fine. You know, a helicopter in Pinellas County would be awesome, but if everybody had one, it would be just as bad as the roads. Exactly. Or worse, because you'd fall from the sky. So. That's exactly right. <laughs> All right. So we, we, we skipped over this part because you hadn't made it into the studio yet. Talk to me about your faith, Pastor Sykes. How is Christ making an impact in your life today? Well, Christ makes an impact in my life in in very pragmatic ways. What I've discovered is that my kind of spirituality is aimed toward humanity. I believe in helping people that are in need of help. I believe in justice and equality. I have a very strong passion for that. Uh, as to my own private growth, you know, I believe that God has left just enough rough edges for me to do the kind of work that I do. So I wouldn't I wouldn't rate myself as one of the you know highest people i'm not a few steps from heaven but there's but 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 my primary drive is out of my love for god love for people and i've spent a lot of time with the church um our church model has a lot to do with people from the youngest to the oldest and so for me Practically putting that in, in, you know, in place, we've developed schools, foundations, uh, we deal with counseling, all of the kind of things that families need. This is just a natural outgrowth. We have a school that's been around about 19 years. Wow. School. So we've been working at is it. Is that a kindergarten through 12th grade school? Or? It is kindergarten now through 8th grade. Through 8th grade, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. and then where do you guys feed into after 8th grade? Do you guys have specific schools you like to feed into after that? Well, not really. One of the things that's unique about our school, we, we have been going up to 12th grade, but we found that we could not afford really the kind of personnel that could work with special needs. Uh, Some of our students have some academic and emotional, you know, deficits. And to be able to afford the kind of staff that would really specialize, especially when they reach close to adulthood, was a little bit more difficult. Sure. But we work with our kids, whether it be for one year, two years, five years, and they can reintegrate into the public schools, and they've done very well. Mm, Excellent. We've had some graduates, of course. And then there are times when there are other Christian schools that go up to the next levels that we recommend them to as well. Our goal is when they come to us, 
to correct whatever the deficit is and to position them that whether they stay with us or whether they go to the public sector, they will not only uh, be able to keep up, but in many cases, they'll go beyond their peers. And it, and it gives them that confidence that they had lost, you know, being a part of a public setting where maybe they didn't get the support or the assistance or whatever the problems were. And we've been able to do a good job at that. And you've been at the same time, you're helping incorporate into them a biblical worldview at, at the school. Do you do that as well? Yes. Devotion is always a part. Not only is it we do devotion, but we actually have Bible classes because we understand that, you know, life is more than academic prowess. It's social skills. It's spiritual morality. All of those things are combined in order to create a holistic person at the end of the day. We want kids to leave there. And, and many of our kids come to us, you know, with from families that have had difficulties and so forth. So we want to be able uh, to help them to grow in their faith, to know that despite their circumstances, you know, God is able to bring them to the highest level of achievement that any other person is able to. But we, we help them to understand that no real breaks in life come without God being on your side. And if you put forth the necessary effort, he'll make up the rest of it. Yeah, and God does use that adversity in our lives to just draw us closer to him. There's no no question about that. And you talk about working around the rough edges of Christianity. Jesus was really good at that. Jesus, you know, remember, all the religious people hated him. Exactly. <laughs> so exactly. so I, I, I'm cool with that. You know, I really want to talk. Talk to me about how did you first find out about Step Up for Students, Pastor Sykes? We found out about Step Up for Students when uh, another school, Bishop, I think it was called Bishop Academy. It's no longer um, around now. But they came and they asked, could they co-locate with us because they were looking for space? Mm. Prior to that time, we had kindergarten, first and second grade. We were just growing grade by grade. And all of our people were private pay, uh, with the exception you know, of the kids that got coordinated child care at that time. And so that's how we existed. When they came in, they brought in probably 100 students into our churches before we had our other building. We maxed out every room we could in our church to, to accommodate the other school. And as a result of that association, that's when we began to learn about the scholarships and things that were available. I think it was called something else before Step Up for Students. Florida, Florida Pride. something. Florida like. Pride, I believe, was yes. the predecessor name. And that's when we you know, became aware of it. And then when the schools or when they found another place to go, we continued with some of the students and, and began to build our um you know, our school's foundation around students that a had the um, the deficits in terms of income, but also some of the McKay students. Begin, we found out some of them as a result of that association, and so that's how that's how we became acquainted with it. And I've heard about the McKay scholarship, Ron. What is that about again? The McKay Scholarship is a, a separate program. It's strictly for students with disabilities. Okay. It is a voucher program for students with disabilities. Got it. But so not every school is equipped to handle a McKay Scholarship student. Because not, not every school is equipped for kids with some sort of disabilities. That's true. Exactly. Okay. All right. So, Pastor Sykes, your, your church, being, being somebody that's a big advocate of Step Up for Students, how do you get the message out to the, the families in your church to let them know, hey, this is available in case you don't want your kids to go to private public school, you want to have opportunities in a, in a private school, whether it's at your church or one of the other ones, because there's a lot of them here in Pinellas County and Hillsborough County. How do you let them know about it? Well, we have graduation Sunday. 
And along with students that are graduating or moving to the next grade in public schools, we bring our children from our Christian school. That's one of the the ways we do it. But the second way is we have a foundation and we work with truants. We work with children that have non-felony arrests. It's a diversion program. And our foundation is located in the same building as our school. So kids from the church sometimes, kids from the community come into the foundation. It may be for anger management, manhood development, female life skills. And we bring the programs together. And from that, not only do we spread the word in our church, but we also spread the word in our community. And at our actual church meetings, uh, school director as well as the foundation director give reports to the church so that everybody knows what we do. And, uh, and, and, And word of mouth makes such a difference. It, well, it does, because nobody's going to participate. They're going to think, well, I don't know what that program, but if it comes from you or somebody that's already used it, one of their friends, you're like, oh, okay, so it must be okay. Somebody else has already checked it out. It's okay. Exactly. exactly. All right, so before we get back into our discussion, I want to do our book highlight segment, as I do each and every day. Our book highlight today. Halftime by Bob Buford. If you're somewhere between 30 and 60 and you're a Christ follower in the workplace, whatever your workplace may be, and you keep wondering, boy, I just want my work to be more significant. I want to stop chasing success and just do significant things. This is a book to help move you from just chasing after what the world says is important to what God says is important. This is a book that I read in January 2004. My life has never been the same. Outside of the scriptures, this book has had more influence on me than any other book other than the scriptures. So call into the studio line right now. If you haven't gotten a copy of this yet, you need to call right now, 855-265-2929, 855-265-2929. And remember, you need to read this book because Hollywood is not going to make this movie. <laughs> All right, we're back live and in studio. We've got today Ron Matus with Step Up for Students and Pastor Sykes. And Pastor Sykes is from Bethel. Is it Bethlehem or Bethel? I apologize. I wrote Bethel. It, it is Bethel. I wrote it down both ways, and I have no idea why. Bethel Community Baptist Church in St. Pete. It's in South St. Pete, right? That's correct. I, I'm sure I've driven by it, but every time I'm in South St. Pete, I'm always lost. Mm. I, I just, I you know, I live in Indian Rocks Beach, and I just, that if I'm there... There's something that's I'm going down to see somebody I just have never been in that area before. So where is it at? Where Where is Bethel? We're located at 2901 54th Avenue South. Okay, so you're how far is that off the highway? We are probably well. The highway is 34th Street. Okay, we're at 29th, so we're about oh. six blocks. So you're east. very close. Yes, we have an exit, 54th Avenue South right. exit. They made the exit just for us providentially. You know, <laughs> that's what they did. Bethlehem. Well, they knew you were going to build the church, and so they put an exit there, and then that, and then you built the church. That's right, and we have a steeple there. So just look for the light. Nice. So you're you're west of the highway, about six blocks. That's correct. All right. No, and no, I'm sorry. East of the highway. You're east of the highway, so the other direction. Okay. Yes. That's like, but you got to be right on the water then, pretty close. Well, uh, 54th Avenue, no, we don't have what. We have a lot of retention ponds there, of course, but, <laughs> but that city requirement and swift mud. But no, we, we are down, um, well, actually from St. Pete Beach, I would imagine about 
Three well, miles. Well, I was talking so. about the Bay Water. I'm just thinking there's water all over in South St. Pete from 54th. All right. Talking today with Ron Matus with Step Up for Students and Pastor Sykes from Bethel Community Baptist Church. But we're talking about this. This kind of a program, Ron, is available in how many states around the country? There is uh, 15 or 17 tax credit scholarship programs, I believe, now. But we are... We are the largest in the nation. We are the nation's largest private school choice program. But you've been the inspiration for those programs in Arizona and other places around the country that, I mean, that really... I mean, they can really. I mean, this is a program that is really making a difference. We, I don't think we're the first program. I oh, believe Arizona and Pennsylvania might have been. But the I first. think you inspire Arizona. I'm just saying. How can <laughs> we they do argue? our best? We they're do not, our best. They're not here calling in, so you inspire them. I'm sure. And I know about the Arizona one because theirs is a little broader than ours. Because not only can business owners contribute state tax dollars in Arizona, they individuals can contribute their state tax dollars. That's right. And, and that's really cool. My folks live there. That's how I know that. It's not that I'm really smart. It's just that my parents happen to live there. All right. I really want to talk. Let, let's just give a quick review again, Ron. What is Stepper for Students all about? Uh, our whole mission is to uh, expand educational opportunities for, quote unquote, and I always say that, disadvantaged kids. So we... Because that can mean a lot of things. That's why you're saying, quote, unquote. Yeah, I mean, that term kind of bothers me sometimes because we all have our strengths and weaknesses. We all have our deficiencies, you know, and we're all working on them to improve them. And these kids are no different than any others, in my view. They have their deficiencies and, you know, they get help from schools. They get help from communities. They get help from churches to build on those. And this program is another piece to help them do that. Uh, We serve low-income students with a tax credit scholarship program and then we serve students with special needs with our new program which is the personal learning scholarship account one of the reasons why i want to bring you on here is that this is a program that is funded by tax dollars and it's tax dollars that business owners can contribute if they owe the state certain tax dollars it's state tax dollars not federal tax dollars if they own the state certain tax dollars that they've collected they can or that they owe they can direct those into the step up for students program Right. I'd like to make a slight correction to that. It's That's not fine. tax dollars. It is, it is contributions in return for tax credit. So there is a dis- distinction there. It's not just splitting hairs. It is a legal distinction. In fact, that's one It's a critical legal decision. When we were on the last time, there was a, law, there was a, a ruling you were waiting on. Did you ever get that ruling? We did get that ruling. I, I appreciate you asking about I it. I forgot uh, about it. Sorry. Last month, uh, May 18th, I believe it was, a judge ruled in our favor. A judge ruled that the plaintiffs did not have standing to pursue the case. Uh, and he said that any claims of harm that they made were speculative. So it was a pretty What big that really means is that you get to keep on going with Step Up for Students, which is servicing over 70,000 students and helping them get into private school in Florida. Well, except that we are waiting to see whether the plaintiffs, which is the Teachers Union and the School Boards Association and others, will appeal. Their deadline for appeal is next week. I believe it's next we, Wednesday. You should have reminded them. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> but, we, we, you know, we're going to see whether they appeal or not. But the cool part about this program is if, if parents who could never afford to put their kids because of financial issues in their lives, they can never afford to put their kids in a private school like mm-hmm. the one you've got at Bethel. They've got the opportunity to, if that school that they want to put their kid in is participating in Step Up for Students, they've got the opportunity to get up to, you're saying, next year's, for fi- the year, school year 15-16, up to $5,700, you said, if the budget gets approved in 
Exactly. Tallahassee. It is contingent on, on what law. So what was it do. this last year? It was 5272. So up to 5272 of a scholarship towards a private school education. That means, yes, you have to participate and some schools have endowments to help, but it enables your kid. If you're in a kid in a school where your kids are in classrooms with 35 kids, they get into a private school education where they get more focus. And if it's a faith based school, they get to find out more about God and, and deal with character issues at the same time as they're learning academics in, a, in an environment that's much, much smaller. Like so, so what do you call your school, Pastor Sykes? Our school is called Bethel Community Baptist, uh, Bethel Community Christian School, and we have a preschool called Academy for Love and Learning. Okay. And that's where we, you know, do the best work we can on basically a spiritual, moral, and educational level. Awesome. So how many kids do you have participating in your school now, today? We have 30 on the um, school side and about 30 on the preschool side. Nice. Mm-hmm. And, and it's such, and there are how many schools, how many private schools in the state of Florida run? There's about 2,300 total. 2,300 total. But how many participate and, and allow funds to come in from Step Up for Students? Uh, 1,500 of those participate uh, in the tax credit scholarship program. So why would those 800 schools not participate? Well, that's a good question, and I don't know a definitive answer. Well, then make up something good. (laughs) If you hadn't said that, you could have made up something good. Everybody thought you were some impressive guy. Well, I I can speculate, and I think this is, you know, um, a a fairly good guess. Um, You know, truth be told, there are some regulations that come with participating in the program. I mean, if you're a private school that's going to participate, your students have to, by law, take a standardized test, a state-approved standardized test. Now, it's not the test. It's not the FCAT. (laughs) The one that kept changing last year, every fifth week, and then bombing out and their computers died. Yeah, that one? Yeah, that one. So so the the private schools don't have to administer that one, but they do have to administer a comparable standardized test. They also, if they get at least $250,000 in scholarship money, have to do basically um, an audit so that taxpayers and supporters of the program know that that money is being spent as it should be. On students. On students, exactly. So, you know, there is some level of regulation involved. So So it's added accountability. I I view it that way, and I view it as, you know, a pretty balanced approach. We don't feel like it's uh, too onerous, and I think the numbers speak for themselves. 1,500 of 23 schools are participating, and that number is growing. I, I think, to me, that's evidence that we have struck the right balance. Last year, Step Up for Students gave out scholarships in what dollar amount? Totaling what dollar amount? Uh, last year was 358 Well, uh, we could raise up to $358 million. Uh, we... I think um, administered about $330 million in scholarships. $330 million in scholarships for students here in Florida. That's right. That's fantastic. That's That's a huge number. That's I awesome. could live on a lot less than that. <laughs> and you drive a Corolla. I'm impressed. That's what's really impressive about Step Up for Students. The guy that's out here promoting it is not driving a Maserati. He's driving a Toyota Corolla. <laughs> I, that, that I like. No. I mean, how many of us know about foundations who are bringing in big money and, and the money's staying in the foundation and paying its people? You're, you give out three. That's an amazing number. So 70, 000, a little bit more than 70,000 students participated last year. Uh, uh, just under 70000 Just under 70000 So the goal next year is to break 70000 I believe we're going to, we are anticipating that we're going to serve seventy five to 77000 next year. Uh, the amount that we're raising that we can convert into scholarships will go up to $447 million next year. 
And so the vast majority of that will go to scholarships, and we think it's going to be seventy-five to 77000 somewhere around there. That's fantastic. Okay. But let's just talk a little bit about the business perspective and how the money, how business owners, and I'm speaking to Christian business owners and business leaders, can contribute to this program. Lay it out for them how they can do it. And I know it's all on your website, Step Up. Right. For students. Dot org. Dot org. Step up for students. Dot org. Did you want to speak to that, Pastor Sykes? You know how, how it works? Well, yes. We, we sign into the website. And, uh, and of course, uh, you know, we, we give them our budget, which gives them the idea of what we actually will charge and what parents will have to supplement. Um, one of the things that I wanted to have a, uh, just give an input on is that I was at a meeting where the superintendent from Manatee County Schools was present. And literally, he told us that their budget was $1 billion, including capital outlays. So while this program voluntarily raises monies uh, from people that are concerned about education, it co- you know, just by percentage alone, it demonstrates just how much money uh, that goes into the school system, in many cases, that's failing so many of our children. And so one of the reasons billion dollars. one billion dollars in Manatee County, that's the kind of money that's you know, that's being spent. So with Step Up for Students serving the population they're serving with just three hundred million, it is outstanding. And it begs the question, how can we do so much more with so much less? Well, it doesn't beg the question. It's very obvious. I mean, private sector businesses are so much more efficient than government-run organizations. It just always is the case. Yes. But but for some reason, that gets lost on people from Washington to Tallahassee to our county seats. I, I don't I don't understand it. But but, but you and I see it. Yeah, institutions are self-preserving, you know, and the people that run them. They, you know, let's face it. There's a lot of uh, nice, cushy jobs that's involved with that. You you spoke about some of the organizations where the money stays in the organization with right. similar in government institutions. Tax dollars, you know, they a lot of it stays in the system itself. The program aspects of it is done on a lot less. And what I'm hoping is to see a conversion of that. Oh, it would be a miracle of God, but I'm all for that, too. And if there's anything I can do to help, I want to help. Because I get frustrated by organizations that, because we, you know, we don't exactly live in the cheapest place in the country. We pay a lot of taxes. We, I mean, if Manatee County Schools are a billion dollars, what's Pinellas County and Hillsborough County Schools? It's got to be way more than that. Well, I think Pinellas is about one point four. Billion. Yeah. I'm not sure what Hillsborough County is even bigger. I mean, the county is that much bigger. Yeah, with capital outlays and everything, and then the and you know the, the 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 kind of resources that are made into surplus every year. You know, all of those kinds of things, the waste that's involved. Many of our schools operate on just what we receive from Step Up for Students and McKay scholarships. Our parents can't afford to supplement it. Right. So we're doing a whole lot more with a whole lot less. Uh, so you're not, so you're, the scholarships from Step Up going to the kids at your school, and I'm sure many other private schools, that's the tuition that the school is getting. They're not getting anything above that because the parents couldn't afford it. No, we can't, we can't um, do that to the parents. I mean, every parent we have, we have maybe once in a while a self-pay parent. But everything that we receive from those scholarships is what we use to operate the school. I have a lot of times people talk to me about how expensive it is to live in, in Tampa Bay. And I tell people, well, if you don't mind a little bit colder weather, move away because it's cheaper other places than it is here. Because oh, yeah. uh, it's expensive here. Whether you're anywhere in these counties, it's expensive to live here. 
period. And the jobs are just okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, it's a tough it's a tough one. If you had your job, Ron, in Atlanta, you'd make three times what you're making, just so you know. <laughs> I guess I'm living in the wrong city. Yeah, maybe you are. But, you know, the weather is a lot nicer here. Oh, there's $2.9 billion. That's the Hillsborough County school budget. Okay, that's a lot of money, Ivan. Thanks for getting us that. Ron, I wanted to talk about how can business owners, and we're talking specifically to Christian business owners and leaders today that are probably listening to this show, how can they get involved in helping fund Step Up for Students? Sure. Well, if they... Um, have a tax liability with the state in any of one or any one of five areas. So that would be um, corporate income tax, um, alcohol and beverage tax, insurance premium tax, oil and gas severance tax, and what's the last one? Uh, direct pay sales tax. If they if they owe the state money in any of those areas, what they can do is give a contribution to a scholarship funding organization like Step Up for Students in return for a dollar-for-dollar tax credit. And that's how they can fund us. Fantastic. So instead of writing a check to the state... They they write it, it they just direct it a different way. That's exactly right. Okay, because I know you don't want me to use terms that are speaking inappropriately. Okay, Pastor Sykes, let's talk about the impact on your community, because you've had kids that have been able to go to private schools because of step up for students, kids that otherwise would be in very crowded public schools that have lots of trouble. Exactly. And the counties, the you know, we only moved here 13 years ago. I understand the public schools in Pinellas County have been in trouble for a very long time. Long time. So you've. You have been able to pull some of those kids out and give them a different chance, a different exposure, a godly exposure. You, you've been able to see it and exposure people going to Christian schools. So what does that look like? What kind of an impact has it made? Well, with families, it brings a child from being a problem that's constantly, you know, um, being called parents being called to school to a different environment. One of the things that we've learned is that love makes all the difference in the world when you're dealing with children. Our ratio remains 12 students per class. 12 to 1? 12 to 1. Wow, that's fantastic. And that's, you know, that right there gives a child the support and attention he or she needs. One of the standards that we have for our teachers is that they love children and they love to see them succeed. We won't go a step with a teacher that comes in with an attitude that our children can't learn regardless to the deficit. And what we found is that the school system designates these kids uh, for IEPs and so forth. We don't use acronyms because nobody knows what they are because I don't know what IEP means either. Just individual learning plan. Okay, all right. Which signifies that this child has a deficit that demands more money uh, you know, for that student. Okay. Oftentimes that money is absorbed into the general budget of the school. We get those monies, and those monies are applied specifically to that child's education. Like a tutor or something like that? Tutor. Uh, we have we a Title I school. We bring in uh, various resources that we can afford or partner with to help those students and, overcome. And a Title I school means that you get help with uh, food assistance? Is that what that means? Food assistance, but also tutoring okay. assistance. All yes. Right. Uh, we have people that are trained specialists from the school system that come in and work with kids that have the larger degrees of deficit. But one thing the public school does, and it makes a lot of money for them, 
is that they improperly designate students. And so those students bring money in, and more often than not, they're African-American and minority students. And so they become uh, income-based to a school system that does not designate those dollars to the improvement of those students. So it's like a money train. It's a money train. It's like a private prison. You know, the more you have in that designation, the more funds you get to supposedly deal with the issue but it does not. I had three teachers in here from Pasco County not too long ago from Holiday, which apparently is a very, un, uh, well, it's a tough area in Pasco County, just like you've got in areas in St. Pete. I had no idea that they had, they had 20 different cultures represented in their high school in Holiday, which I thought was amazing. Same issue. They're a Title I school. 80% of the kids are on breakfast and lunch. That same kind of thing. And, and they were complaining about the money train. The money's coming in, but it's not. they're not getting the help. They got these classrooms full of kids, and they're, and they're struggling. Absolutely. If you go to all of these public schools, you'll find that they have trailers in the back, modular classes. Find out who populates those modular buildings. And generally, those will be the students with various disabilities, including English as a second language. Sure. So they're not. And we got a lot of that around here. Yeah, they're not in the mainstream. They're not enjoying the resources and, and the aesthetic of a, of the education that the other students are getting. And when you add to that a crowded classroom, a teacher that's burned out having to teach the test to prepare kids for the FCAT, you have a, rep, rep, uh, a recipe for disaster. And it's not the teacher's fault. Most of the time, it's not the teacher's fault. These teachers work. They're, they're overworked and underpaid. Almost all of them are really beautifully hearted people that are in those classrooms. I mean, that's what I see. Pastor Sykes, I want to talk, talk to me about a student specifically. To take, keep one in mind that's gone through, that's gotten the privilege of going to a private school because of Step Up for Students. They've graduated. They've gone on in life. Compare them to the students that didn't have that privilege or did, their parents didn't take advantage of that privilege. What's the impact on the community, those kids that got to go through this program? Those kids that have an opportunity to come into this program are in a smaller classroom environment with a teacher who's dedicated is to help students in that category because they're not making the money that they would make in the public school sector. So it's always give it up. That's for sure. It's a labor of love. Then secondarily, those kids are not in an environment where they're being bullied or attacked. They're not in an environment where they're being ridiculed because they're mixed with students that are academically advanced. And so that whatever their deficits is become a source of constant embarrassment, which, of course, causes them to act out. Then we bring those kids together. And and one thing that has been shown in my experience is that parents Parents are engaged in their students' learning. We had a partner school. In those smaller schools, you're getting parents engaged. And just, that's huge. Just a story, I'll tell you. One of the schools had a little difficulty. They were thinking of closing down. We had a meeting. We were going to help the school. They were going to transfer the kids. And those parents, they raised Cain when it came. We don't want our school to close. What do we need to do to keep it open? So you can't tell me that parents are not involved. But can they make it to Largo at 530 to say, I want to support my <laughs> Nobody can make it a Largo to 5, 5.30. It's impossible to get there. All right, but give me a specific student. Do you have any that have been, that you know have gone through the program? They're now 22, 23, 24, and they've gone down a totally different path than those students that, got, that were in public school and didn't get this opportunity. Absolutely. We have a family of children. I can't call their name. For, That's fine. But they all have graduated. They're in college. They're working. We have students that have come from uh, backgrounds where they were in trouble, almost about to 
go to jail and they've come forward in order to, you know, they've picked up. And then the, the, even the better stories, uh, one of our students that recently left uh, our school, went to the public school and was ahead, went from being a, a school, a child that was failing, came through our school and went back to Lakewood High School and was making the honor roll. This is the kind of change these students go through. Now, of course, the home life has to supplement what we try to do sure for does. those children. But they leave us with a foundation. But that's the job of the church, not the school. That's exactly. the job of churches in all over Tampa Bay is exactly. to invest in these families. We need to build up strong families. Exactly. The church has to permeate the community. And where there are models of family that don't don't fit the, the traditional models, we've got to help those family work with what they have. And it's possible. Single parents don't have to be failing parents. Uh, a poor community does not have to turn out children that are not going to do well. But we have to make sure that education is fundamentally a part of their overall success in life. That then guides them because we, we form partnerships with vocational rehab and other things. So if a child doesn't go to college, they get a trade or skill somewhere else. That is a great summary. Ron, you get the last 15 seconds. Uh, wow. Well, I just want to support everything uh, Pastor Sykes said. We know from the evidence, from the statistics, that the anecdotes that he just shared are not just anecdotes. The the evidence and the statistics back up that these kids were the most struggling in the, in the public schools they were at before, and now they're making solid gains. You can help. The church community can help. These people, people listening to my show today, the I Work For Him show, can help. Go to stepupforstudents.org, stepupforstudents.org, and participate. Make sure your private school, the favorite one that you love, is participating. Make sure the underprivileged or un, just people that don't have enough money to get their kids out of the public school, find out whether they qualify under the Step Up for Students program. Direct them to the website. And all of that will be on my Facebook page tonight. In fact, on my Facebook page, we got lots of big announcements about upcoming great things for I Work For Him. Check out our Facebook page, I Work For Him. Hey, I'm looking for a 1,000 people in Tampa Bay to make this commitment and listen quickly. I'm looking for a 1,000 people to start praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. And looking for ways to befriend them and be Jesus to them inside and outside of the workplace. Because we need to start changing our country in the workplace and be ready to pray with people when you You've got that opportunity in the workplace, but all along being the best and brightest example of a worker in your workplace each and every day, I want you to join the I Work For Him Nation. Go on to our website, iworkforhim.com, and click on Contact Us, and tell me why you want to participate and be a member of the I Work For Him Nation. You're listening to the I Work For Him Show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower who owns my own business, but ultimately, I work for him.